Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you're up and at them and ready to have a fantastic day. I'm going to bring you guys a race recap, but before I do that, I just want to take care of a couple of house cleaning items. Some of you that follow the podcast, you may have noticed that I have slowed down in the production category. I was putting out content pretty much every day, Monday through Friday, giving you guys one episode every single day. However, I'm going to scale that back and I'm going to begin to only do one episode a week on Mondays because I've got some other really great uh, content that I am working on that is currently taking up my time. So therefore, I don't have time to record an episode every single day. So you're only going to get one a week from this point forward for the foreseeable future. If I decide to change that, I will always let you guys know as my faithful audience. But that being said, I already gave you a podcast earlier this week, and I'm giving you one today on Friday, which makes two for the week. So what gives? Well, I wanted to bring you guys a race recap. Last night, I did the last uh, weekly criterium up here in the Dallas area. So there's a lot of like weekly races that go on. They start generally start like March, April, and they run, you know, through August, some of them even through September. And there's different ones in different parts of the state. So there's one in Austin that's very popular. There's one in Houston. There's one in San Antonio. There are, there's one in Dallas. And then there's, there's one in, uh, in the sub, a suburb of Dallas called McKinney. And then there's one in Fort Worth that I also do that I've brought you some race recaps for. But uh, this one here is at Fair Park in Dallas, and I've been going and doing this one a little bit more consistently. It's on Thursdays, and I usually have a schedule conflict that does not allow me to go and do the race, a church commitment, but I've been kind of skipping out on the church commitment just to go do this criterion because uh, it's one of the areas that I'm working on. It's one of the areas that I'm trying to develop in my cycling, um, road racing, I'm not going to say I'm a master or a guru or anything like that, but I feel much more confident in my skills road racing, but then you get into criteriums and it's an art. There's a, it's different. There's a flow to it. There is some things that you need to understand. And I've just really challenged myself to get better at that. I've challenged myself to be a better criterium racer. So I've taken the opportunity to do some of these and last night was the last one. So I'm going to go ahead and break it down and let you guys know how it went. The first thing is like, it's still hot out here. Um, So what we find is, and this happens to all the race series, except the one I think in Austin, the driveway, which doesn't really wane in participation at all. But for the one up here in Dallas and all the other ones that I can think of, when it starts getting warmer, uh, less folks start coming out. You know, there's a, there's a tipping point there where folks, the, the race is already hard enough and then you add the heat and some folks don't want a part of that. So true to form, you know, this race has, uh, the participation has kind of dropped off. Uh, and last night I was actually surprised. I thought that we would see kind of a increase in participation just cause it was the last one and people would want to come out and race it one more time, but that wasn't to be. And the field wasn't as deep as it had been in the few weeks previous. Um, and you would think to yourself, well, that's, that's good for you, right? Because, you know, being one of the stronger guys, that gives you a better chance of winning, a better chance of being successful. 
However, I didn't see it that way. Um, I saw it as now there's less guys that are going to be willing to, you know, stick their necks out there and race aggressively. There are going to be less guys that are going to try to form breakaways and thus the field, the people that normally are a little bit more passive that like to sit in, they've really only got to queue in on a few people. And if they can cover those few people, then they should be okay. And they should live to see another day and hopefully come to the finish, everybody together. And that's almost what we got uh, was a bunch sprint. We didn't quite get a bunch sprint. It actually, uh, the race splintered a couple of times. And I want to say that they were like field splits more so than breakaways. Um, and that's what we ended up with yesterday was kind of a field split where we had like 11 guys, 12 guys, I think something like that up at the front end of the race. And it ended up in a sprint, but let me, let me back up and, uh, and give you some more details about the race. So the race was, here's the thing. The race was, was fast. It was normal in terms of the speed that we averaged for the course. I think we averaged about 27 or 27 and a half miles an hour, uh, which is similar to what we averaged, uh, at the criteriums in the hotter than hell. Uh, so just your standard, you know, criterion, but it was a lot smoother of a criterion. So like the racing was smoother, hence the speeds were able to stay high, but they were consistent. So one of the things that hurts folks is changes of pace when the stronger riders are able to, you know, attack and they try to get off the front and the pace lifts and gets really, really hard for a period of time. And then when they're either caught or the breakaway goes and they establish a gap, then the, the field is able to, they, they're not able to, or they just slow down because they're tired or they don't want to or whatever. And, um, and so that kind of rope a dope where you've got accelerations and then you back off and you've got accelerations and you back off. That's what breaks a lot of people. That's what causes a lot of people to throw up the white flag and, you know, give up and surrender. But there wasn't as much of that last night. Uh, there were the normal players, you know, uh, there were some strong riders there that are consistent and have been consistent there the entire season, but there just wasn't enough of us. So what we'd see was one guy get off the front when he attacked or two guys get off the front or, you know, just very small groups, which make it easier for the Peloton to control because they're not that many guys. So it's easy to keep that time gap, you know, that gap in check. Uh, it's easy to start just rotating through on the front and just keep everything kind of nice and tidy. And so that's what we saw. Uh, so again, just kind of going back to it, if the field would have been deeper, I think that, you know, on the occasions where like I jumped and I attacked or my teammate Kyle jumped and he attacked, or, you know, there were a couple of other guys like uh, Patrick Breen, Mike Vital, like if they would have attacked and like there would have been more stronger guys to go with. And then all of a sudden you've got a group of five or six, but those five or six are the stronger riders and they're willing to ride. They're down to ride. Um, then what we likely would have seen is what you typically see at Fair Park, uh, which is, you know, that group just getting away. The field sits up. There's no more firepower left in the field to chase anything down. But again, unfortunately, that was not to be. So it wasn't for lack of trying. It wasn't because we, you know, I and some of the other guys, my teammate Kyle, it wasn't because we weren't trying to make things happen. It just, it, the dynamic of the group last night was just different, right? Uh, and so what we ended up getting was we were able to force, uh, a couple of times, we were able to force some splits where 
it was a group off the front, but then here's the, the, the problem when you get a group split is a pack split is that, um, it's a lot of guys. And so what you get is some of those guys, when they make the field split, they're just, they're just happy to be there. They're happy to be at the front end of the race. And so therefore they're willing to sit on the back. They're willing to sit near the back. They're not willing to rotate through. They're not really committed to driving this thing. And so what you end up getting is, you know, those guys sitting back, you get the guys at the front that are looking to ride, but the guys at the front want to ride, but not bringing the guys that are sitting on with them. Because if those guys are fresh towards the end, then you know what happens. They can come around you. And so you get this interesting dynamic where people just kind of start looking around guys at the back, kind of shaking their heads. And so we had that happen a couple of times. And inevitably what happens is the, the back of the field, the, the Peloton, they keep riding because they're thinking, Hey, my chances of winning the race are up the road. So they keep riding nice and steady. And then they come back and they join, they rejoin. Um, so there was a, there was some of that going on towards the end of the race. though, what we ended up getting was we did end up getting a field split and we ended up getting one that stuck because there were enough guys that were committed to pulling through. There were enough guys that were committed to just riding it out. Uh, I had Kyle with me there. So, you know, we had, we had two in that and we felt like we were two of the stronger guys. So we were okay. Um, and so we were just riding that out. And a couple of guys fired off from that field split, just trying to get away. And Kyle, you know, my teammate, just being as strong as he was, just gets on the front, motors these things back, resets everything, and all was all was well. Uh, there was one incident that I'm going to go through that I play, definitely played a factor in the finish. So as we're coming through the start-finish line, uh, there was one time, so lap cards come out for those of you that don't know lap cards come out at these races with like five to go. Generally, they'll have like a little lap card counter, kind of like they do in track and field that tells you how many laps you have to go. And the guy goes five, four, three, two, then they ring the bell at the last one. Well, on one of these laps, I guess one of the officials was not paying attention. And when you looked at the board, it said three to go, but then he realized we were coming. So he ran to the board really quick and he flipped the number to two to go because there were only two laps. Now, some of us caught it, myself being one of them. Some of us did not. And so you're going to, that, that, that will play a factor in the finish of the race. So we go through two to go. Uh, we go through the start finish line and then somewhere on the backside of the course, um, again, two to go, we're all together. It's seeming like this is going to all be just a bunch sprint, uh, of 10, 11, 12 guys. I can't remember how many were there. I didn't count them. So Kyle is clearly the favorite to, to win the race, uh, clearly has the best sprint. Um, he's been working a little bit to bring stuff back. And there was one point there where he sat on the front for like four laps, I think to just bring a, bring a group up the road that we gave a little bit, you know, too big of a gap, but they weren't really, uh, a threat, but we had to bring them back nonetheless. So, so at some point, um, you know, he was, he was on the front. And he rotated off and uh, somebody decided to attack because he was no longer on the front. And so they sensed a moment of weakness and they said to themselves, I'm going to go ahead and attack because I don't think anybody's going to chase me down. And when they did that, I took it upon my shoulders to be the guy that, that brought that back because I wanted to get Kyle to the line with this group so that he can sprint and so that he can win. So uh, I, I pulled, um, I gave it, you know, the, the kind of empty in the tank. I knew that this was my effort for the team. 
and I was able to, I was able to get it close. Uh, and I got it close enough to where I decided not to bring it back completely. I decided to leave a gap of about 20 meters or so. And the reason why I did that was because when I looked back, uh, you know, I looked back and I made contact, eye contact with Kyle and he jumped across to it you know, jumped off to the left side of the road. We were on the right side of the road. So nobody was able to get on his wheel. And then he just, he jumped across. Nobody even thought twice about it. They just let him go. And he bridged up to the, uh, the one or two guys that were up the road. And so at that point I slow down, I tuck into the back of this group and now it's on them to chase it down because, you know, Kyle's up the road. So we had what we wanted, um, and come through one to go and then the guys got motivated. The guys actually raced it and didn't want to just outright give Kyle the win and hand it to him. So the, you know, the guys on the front did a good job of rotating through and, and bringing it back. Uh, they brought it back with coming out of the last turn about eh, 300 meters to go. So now probably more, probably about 500 meters to go from that last turn to the finish line. And so they, we made that last turn. And they made the juncture, you know, they caught Kyle and the other couple guys uh, with probably about, you know, 400 meters to go or so just outside of that turn. And unfortunately, uh, some of the guys in, the, in that group knew that it was the last lap. They knew that they were sprinting for the win at this point. And some of the guys did not. And unfortunately, one of the guys that didn't was Kyle. So what you got was kind of two races playing themselves out. The guys that knew that they were sprinting, uh, you know, obviously had the upper hand because the guys that thought there was still one to go kind of sat up a little bit and were kind of like thinking, all right, how's this last lap going to play out? Who's going to take the front? You know, uh, am I, you know, going to just wait this thing out? And so you caught guys just straight up caught out. I mean, they're not even like in the drops, like getting ready to sprint. They're just thinking they're going to hear the bell with one to go. So a couple, a couple of the guys, the guy that eventually won, actually, he, he knew there was only one lap to go and he really did. He caught everybody sleeping. He got a run on everybody and he was able to jump and go around. And of course, because some people don't think that it's the last lap, they're thinking, well, let him go by himself. We've still got a whole other lap to bring this guy back. Um, we don't think he's going to make it. And so no, nobody really, nobody really went after him except a couple of the other guys that knew that there was only one to go, but it was a little bit too late. And so, um, you know, he ended up winning that that's, that's racing, unfortunately. Um, you know, and, but it was a good, it was a good race. Uh, it was a good, uh, good race. The dynamic was a little bit different. One that we kind of had to figure out, um, and I think, I think that we did. I mean, I think we were in a position to be successful. I still think Kyle would have won, but bygones are bygones. And so Fair Park is a wrap. Um, just thankful for Jenny King and the King Racing Group and everybody that's able to make that possible. The officials that, you know, give their time week in and week out to make this thing possible and just give us a nice, safe place to be able to race our bikes every week and, uh, and hone in our skills. And so, just real fun, uh, real good race in there. So next up for me, I've, uh, I haven't decided yet. I may race not this weekend, but the following weekend, I may go do a race down in Fayetteville, uh, with Kyle and maybe a couple other teammates that's kind of near Houston and have that be a tune up because the following weekend after that is the Texas 
road state championships out at Fort Hood and just putting in the work to be good for that one. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how it shakes. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in. By the way, before I leave you, for those of you that are sad facing because the podcasts are only coming out once every week, you understand there are plenty of episodes for you guys to go back and choose from. And I don't think any of you have listened to all of them. If you have, I'd love to hear from you because that's impressive. Um, cause I can talk a lot, but, uh, so jump back in and just, I don't know, put your finger on your screen and scroll and see where it stops and choose one on the screen that you're on. Choose one that tickles your fancy guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Y'all are awesome. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend until next time.